it all right mm. that's no. it all right all right that's <laughs> it that's it yep all right what's up everyone welcome back to watch with sound my name is josh landicho and with me is carmela ocampo and that is right we're back we're back right. um <laughs> on we're back with our last episode of 2022 um it being a quick take which lets us take that we were going to take this time to wrap up the year of our lord 2022 <laughs> go over movies we, we liked and watched go over media we liked and stuff like that and just uh, you know, catch us all up on why we haven't recorded in a while, Carmela and okay. um, what we've been <laughs> up to, and you know, life changes. Um, but yeah, so Carmela, you wanna give <laughs> oh a little? Every I feel like every <laughs> time we have one of these, you're like, oh yeah, let's first off, let's let's just tell the audience why we haven't spoken in a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah carmelo why? why why is it always my fault i'm just kidding i it's i don't even remember the last time the reasons why but anyways um it's been a while hello everyone um but hello, yeah carmelo hello uh yeah i i moved very suddenly and gasp <gasps> yes but it is exciting because I moved in with my boyfriend, so that's cool. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like we're just yeah acclimating at this point amidst amidst the holidays. So it's just it's like a lot. It was a lot. It is a lot, and it was a lot. Uh, so that is, I think that's that's a great reason why it was we were away. Don't you think, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Don't you think so? <laughs> it was interesting too because like not only were you like you were moving but also along with that like you had to like look for it you had to like figure out what they like where when you get to the unit and stuff like that like that's why like every week it'd be like are you can you are you good today you're like nah next week and then it just kept getting pushed back not only that too i feel like uh the timing wasn't right i think like you got sick or like something happened in which like you were busy yeah. and we couldn't do it and then i got busy we couldn't do it and then the whole moving thing happened um yeah i think our last episode was like the menu the menu which yeah. is like last month um but yeah so that's that's sort of reason why we've been gone why we haven't been able to record and stuff like that um i've been watching a lot of movies uh carmela's been watching be nice, lesser Josh. amount must be nice that's all i have to say <laughs> you see everything through letterbox which i'm on me and carmel are on if you guys want to follow us i think mine's the space wolf still mm. mine's the same Camelo. and we did make one for watch it sound but i still don't know what i want to do with it like i had plans of it um but i was just like oh that's too much work so I yeah like it. <sighs> um yeah we'll figure it out audience members comment on what we should do you know <laughs> They're, give us the idea they're like delete so, it like, we're tired of thinking i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> remove the app from your phone um well yeah but with that like i haven't been really that much busy or anything crazy has happened to me or anything like that mm -hmm. oh. i've been watching it like a lot more movies than usual um i feel like it's been like i watch movies i feel like twice to three times a, a week which i feel like is a lot i i want to ask you about that has that. been very fun like is oh. this uh, go ahead audience yeah like i mean i i feel like 
I can only watch so many movies per week. I don't know. Before I'm like, there's like too much in my brain. But like, how do you like kind of watch movies and then like be able to absorb it and like, I don't know, like think about them? Or do you kind of just, are you kind of in like a mode of just kind of like absorbing mostly rather than like Um, really like taking like, time off to like think about i don't know or maybe you're just like you're like strengthened that muscle of like absorbing and like thinking about it i don't even know what my question is but for me i feel like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like just how i could watch so many movies and absorb and like yeah yeah or like what's kind of like um like your experience i guess this year i feel like this might be the most movies you've probably watched like in a year right yeah new and old i feel like i've watched a lot of older films as well um like stuff at brain dead stuff at alamo um i have a follow-up question after this but i don't know for me like the amount of movies i watch every time i watch a movie it's always really fun like i don't know like it's just like a lot of fun to watch it a lot of fun to pick up things like pop culture references or things that like could inspire me or or make me think about something differently especially when it comes to movies um but for the most part, the way I kind of like absorb them, like I guess um, think about is I don't try and do movies like day after day. That's very tiring. Um, it's usually like one day, maybe a break, and then one day. Um, even if it's day after day, like it's still, I still have enough time to like figure out how I feel about it, figure out um, like how to marinate in it and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that stems from Letterboxd. I think Letterboxd has helped me conceptualize and like carpentimentalize my feelings about movies and sort of like how I feel about it. Cause I think like whenever me and Sophia are done watching a movie, we go like, Oh, what are you gonna put on letterboxd? And that forces us, I guess, to like m- kind of accelerate our marination of it and like figure out how we actually feel about it. Um, and plus too, we have no shame in changing it later on. If we like start to like it more, if we hate it, hate it after a period of time, it was just more or less like, it's just the natural state of things is just like watching it and then letting it sit and then maybe watch a movie afterwards or maybe take a break. Um, but I don't know, like for myself in particular, and this is going to relate to the questions I ask you, I could absorb longer pieces of content like movies compared to like shows. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. people binge a lot of shows are able to like, um, taken that sort of content really quickly and fast and and not have to take a break i can't do that and that makes sophia mad because sophia wants to watch a lot of movies or a lot wants to watch a lot of tv shows but i need to take it slow i need to like like episode by episode not like all in one sitting just because my brain can't really like function that way or like even like absorb media in that way just because it's so much information at one time so I was going to ask you if you're like a big binge binge watcher or like how do you absorb that comparatively to like how we absorb movies and stuff like that. Um, I, I get what you're saying with the TV shows, but um, in response to your response about the, t- the, the movies, it's kind of it, it's kind of cool what you described with like Letterboxd because it sounds like. Like, you know how in school or elementary school, we were forced to, like, read books over, like, a period of, like, two weeks or a month, and then we have a book report at the end? It sounds like... 
like Damn. like you watch movies and then on Letterboxd it's just like this voluntary book report movie report you're like okay how do I feel Mr. about this Letterbox. movie? Yeah. M- Professor Letterboxd. Professor Letterboxd. <laughs> did you actually read the books? Side question. Did you actually read the books that intensely? I, I read most of them. I did. But wow. I liked reading. What so, a good student. I mean, good I enjoyed it. So it's What like, a nerd, actually. What a nerd. Yeah, wow. reading is cool, okay? You actually like... <laughs> <laughs> you actually liked silent reading time? Wow. Dude, yeah. Silent reading wow. was awesome. Like... <laughs> Yeah, pick up a book sometime. I'm just kidding. I haven't read a book in a while. Um, but Learn to read a book. <laughs> Learn to read, dude. I For me, because when I we had silent reading time, I always like, I would try to read, but I would just space out and not read. Yeah, no, I, um, I totally get I it. Because like, you're... F- Honestly, when I think back at our, our, like, school system, I'm like, dude, we were forced to do so fucking much. I was like, we had to wake up at 8 in the morning and then go to school and learn about, like, seven different things. I'm like, and then work... There's a curriculum. And then work out. And then work out. I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is fucked up. I don't know. The school knew how much energy we had as little kids, and they'd be like, well, when they get older, they're not going to have that energy. You spa- so that's why you spaced pump it out. out now. You spaced out. Yeah, you, there's exactly. too much. I was. I don't know. I get that. I get why you use silent reading to space out. <laughs> Anyways, I know it's the only time my mind could rest. Yeah. It's just like me trying to read. It's like, uh. But uh, <laughs> granted, though, it's kind of short if you think about it. Like, silent what, reading nine or no oh, okay. in general eight. <laughs> yeah, eight to like was it eight to two or three compared to like a nine to five. Eight. Like you're kind of close. Three. They're they're training us school. for a nine to five. Do you realize Ooh, that? Yeah. They're like they're training us to be to be cattle to be slaughtered. <laughs> I don't wow. know. I good one, Carmela. Good one. <laughs> good one. <laughs> good one. Good good breakthrough. Um, shit. Yeah. To answer your other question about the TV shows, though, uh, I I think it depends like on like what's happening in my life. Like sometimes I'm like it's easier for me to like binge a tv show at home because i'm at home and then sometimes it's easier for me to like go out and watch a movie because i have time to watch the movie and i don't have time to watch a tv show so i get it i get like that each of them is like a commitment um for tv shows i think i don't i don't see them as daunting anymore that much because you can like watch it at your own pace i'm not a binger so that's probably why I don't, I can be like, oh yeah, I can stop, right? I will literally like stop in the middle of an episode and then continue it like the next day. If I'm like, oh, I'm kind of tired, I'll stop Damn. it. Um, I could not do that. You I'd couldn't? be like, I just might as well finish it. It's like 15 minutes left, I'll just finish it. I feel like I wouldn't be able to like stop it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I, I get why it's hard though. Cause like these TV shows at this point, TV shows are made to be like, you know, the way the story is being told they're made to be like addictive almost and they they reveal things towards the end and they entice you to like keep going keep going um where in like a movie you get like so much more variety of like pacing so it's a little more exciting that way i guess uh so yeah, yeah and like with movies too like that story is done afterwards like, yeah exactly it's like it's, it's just, like, unless it's like that one big story then you're done unless there's like obviously a franchise yeah. or, like a story like a underlying story or something like that um but yeah that's sort of why or that's sort of how i could like sort of process and and get through movies more than i can do tv shows and 
how I could do it at a rapid pace. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just also really fun. I think like um, they're almost like events for my week if I don't have anything going on that week. I'm always like, oh yeah, today's gonna mm-hmm. be like whatever the whale. So excited, blah blah blah. Be meaning to watch it. Or even like the older sh- older movies that like braided or Alamo shows. Like, oh shoot, I've been meaning to watch this. I can't wait to watch it. Um, do you rewatch old yeah, movies? Like, or movies you've seen over and over again? Do you rewatch movies like that? In like in general, or if they're like Alamo or brain dead or anything like in general like do you have like comfort movies you go back to and just like watch put on i do have those but i but lately i have not been putting them on but mm-hmm. i think it's because i watched so many movies already mm-hmm. where it's like i don't want to watch a movie go home and watch another movie i just want to like chill out and kind of do something that's a short short attention span kind of a thing um or even watch a tv show on rare occasions where i'm like oh i think i could handle my brain <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. It's been fun. I think like this year I've caught up on a lot of movies I wanted to watch. I've watched the ones that come out and want to watch. Um, which brings me to our next segment. It is the end of the year, Carmelo. It is almost the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, and for these episodes, we usually want to do a recap. So in the year of our Lord, 2020, 2022, um, there's been a lot going on. You know, we kind of like got, we're kind of like, at the end of covid if it even if it even existed in the first place um <laughs> we got a lot of got a lot of media coming out because of covid in 2020 i think um this year and last year a lot of <clears throat> companies studios are trying to catch up with like what they had in the back burner and wanted to release um so there has been a lot of movies that released this year there's been almost too much mm. where I've, I wherever whenever I watch a new movie, I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. Like a lot of the movies we watched, I've watched this year felt so good and monumental comparatively to other years. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about our, our year of our <laughs> Lord 2022's releases on media <laughs> and film? How do you feel about <laughs> the movies that came out, the TV shows, music, whatever you feel? How do you feel about the amount of media that we consumed and? Um, kind of got this year the amount of meat i it's a lot like i think i think first of all it was so much and like i i don't know if like this is if this is a generational thing or if this is everyone how everyone feels right now but i feel like there's just too much stuff out there right now like media like there's just like too much and i like almost like don't know i like lo- you like lose yourself almost in it and it feels like it's like living through you and you're like whoa what am i even what are my own thoughts even anymore i'm just like consuming consuming but like um yeah i feel like we've been feeling like that i feel like we've talked about that before we're like i feel like this year about, more and more so you think this year was worse like as not, regards to like how it felt not worse i feel like like in terms of media like in terms of like I guess like um you know like impending doom that that was different you know that's a different feeling <laughs> but like I I didn't feel that this year I mean I kind of did earlier this year you know with like the war in Ukraine and then fucking Roe versus Wade getting overturned um but like beyond that like I in just specifically media like I feel like 
it's it's a lot this year i don't know why but yeah how do you how do you feel about that interesting because i i we have this we have had this conversation a different time period so obviously our opinion is going to change um but for me it feels it feels the same i think it feels the same but also feels overwhelming <laughs> you're just numb equality <laughs> yeah i know just like yes more oh <laughs> mindlessly just like consuming it um but I think this year as well, the reason why it's overwhelming for me is because of the quality of it. I think there's been so many good things that happened this year as regards to media where I don't even like consider the amount that's happening. I'm considering like how good everything is where as like before, I'm like, oh my God, too much. Like, oh my God, Spider-Man fucking Avengers 5 was freaking all those movies coming out at once and then like trying to follow that and then having the tv shows come out oh wandavision oh my god dr strange <laughs> like i think the reason why like it's different for me this year there have been marvel movies that came out this year but i think for me this year um i've consumed less of that and also consumed more of like in the realm of what i like so <laughs> as regards to like the media that's coming out it is still a lot like i don't think that's changed but i think how my reaction to it of like being overwhelmed has changed where I kind of am numb to it where I'm like used to seeing all this come out, but I was overwhelmed with like how good everything is and how kind of like a lot of things that came out this year I loved and like really, really appreciated mm-hmm. um, compared to like the Marvel movie years and the Disney movie years where I'm like, oh, so much Marvel, so much Disney. Right now, it's just like so much things that are good, which is kind of a good, I think it's a good thing. Sounds like a I, good thing. I don't no, know yeah, if that's, like, that's going to numb me in the future because everything's <laughs> good. Now everything's just be normal and I'm not going to like anything. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know in my head, everything of quality has been coming out this year and I'm like fine with that as opposed to like the amount I, the amount has came out, I guess. That's a good, no. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like, I feel like the quality has overshadowed quality of movies have overshadowed like with the franchise movies, I guess. I don't know what to call them. And especially with like black Adam and like the state of the state of the DC EU, and then marvel right now is kind of like weird right like yeah i think collectively we're all kind of tired of it like yeah i know we're the anti-marvel superhero podcast but i think everyone is like oh my god like yeah it's fine yeah they save the the villain or they kill the villain whatever it's like we all kind of understand and are tired of it now and i kind of like am kind of stoked about it because we're all just like because i don't feel crazy anymore i don't feel like i'm the one that feels that way not that i felt like that already but like it felt like I was like one of the, one of the few that felt that way. But now everyone's like, oh yeah, I guess we'll watch it because of blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, like I, like it just feels like we're all on the same page with that stuff, <laughs> especially through like for the past two years or three years too. Like the content that came out of those studios was a lot, and it was some were really good, some were bad. But like it was overwhelming to the point where like we had to follow every single thing and. Not to mention, too, we're just kind of over the formula that that comes with that kind of stuff. So I guess you think that's a testament to, like, quality over quantity kind of thing. That might be a really simple way of looking at it. I kind of want to take that back, but what do you think? Wait, what did you say? That's more more quality over quantity today, or this year, I guess? I was going to say, like, do you think that's kind of a testament to the saying of, like, quality over quantity because you know how back then like before the mcu is what it is now like basically before disney plus like you know marvel movies came out twice a year 
like very not not as frequently as the content um happens now um so do you think like because there's too much content it's kind of resulting in like lower quality ah like overall or to specify like marvel disney or i guess like like specifying marvel disney because like like you know overall you feel like um good films like original good films not attached to like franchises are like very high in quality this year right and like yeah i i feel like that's because you know they're not like attached to like marvel or dc they're not attached to like a shared universe or they're not associated with like you know trying to connect all these like different stories together and it because there's so many different stories that's because like there's too there's so much of it they put out too many things and they're like trying to tie it together um so yeah i guess yeah my question was like do you think the quality has suffered for the mcu dceu because they created an entire universe um honestly yeah i think they had both in their hands like quality and quantity where they're able to make that's essentially when they're setting up the universe they're able to make the universe set it up while releasing movies that connect to that universe and still have everyone in the palm of their hands i think now um the quantity they put out is way too much as regards to like the fact that we're getting almost the same thing every time like we've seen you know the universe that marvel's created and they're trying to make the second universe where we're like well we've seen the first one we've seen what you gave us already like what else could you give us and i think that's sort of where like the quantity overlapped quality where like that's the main goal for them is to put out quantity and like like it was hard to harness it in the first place but now that they're doing it now we're seeing the same like ip the same ideas the same formula where like the quantity is overwhelmingly over the quality where we don't see anything that like is new that's unique where we're kind of like getting up our seats we're just kind of watching and, and seeing what's going to happen next in a passive way i think before everyone is everyone was falling in a way that like they want to see what happens next they had their guesses they had their theories and not to say that they have they don't have theories now but back then i feel like it was a large crowd of them doing it now it's kind of like the 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 marvel fan base heads the comic book heads that like want to figure it out and we're just kind of like we'll just see in the next movie we'll see like what (laughs) we'll see what that mysterious hand is or who that who harry styles plays at the end of the credits of eternals or whatever like it was like i don't know i think the quality diminished like the diminishing returns right i think it kind of like went skewed more to like the quality or the quantity of movies that were coming out especially directly from like marvel that has to keep their ip still intact if that makes sense yeah yeah i totally agree with that and it's like it's so weird to think about like how we've we've like gotten to this point where there's like just too much now that it's like um what's it called the quality is like suffering and it's like where do they go from here right like do they dial back like that's that'd be crazy right like i don't know like that's what i i've been thinking about that too and i think i don't think they're gonna do that where they're gonna dial back and let take a break but my idea if i were somehow the head of marvel or something <laughs> is to like even the head of comic book movies in general i would want everyone to take a break everyone's like <laughs> everyone no comic book movies like straight halt the press halt just the machine up. for a quick wow. minute just stop That's it funny. really quickly 
make people starve for it right people are right, like oh my right. god when's the last time you seen a marvel movie oh it's before they had the great you know dry marvel year 2022 whatever um the great dry think, marvel <laughs> year <laughs> the great drought <laughs> the great movie drought uh, <laughs> that happened um i would want everyone like i would like i keep thinking about this i want everyone to like take a break from it like no I want everyone to make stop. A, just like stop a making stuff. everyone stop really quickly i know you're gonna lose some money right you lose some money i know <laughs> we're gonna make it back in the future <laughs> gonna make it back in the future that's awesome that's that's awesome that um, great advice i <laughs> or like yeah or even like throw like a cute like a crazy curveball palate cleanser where like the next spider-man isn't about spider-man it's about peter parker where it's almost like of a coming of age story of him of how he has to learn how to accumulate in a world that forgot about him seeing his girlfriend who's not his girlfriend anymore stuff or go through different boyfriends where he's suffering in the background trying to earn back his best friend that'd be so cool that'd be so that'd be so much more than just like the web slinging and i think if they showed that and all of a sudden everyone's like whoa that had nothing to do like with nothing with spider-man or the superheroes people are going to be like shocked and then have that palette cleanse where they're going to be in the next movie like oh is it going to be like spider like like the spider-man movie or is it going to be like a regular marvel movie where they're going to guess everything or try to guess everything and have that excitement back again um so yeah main plan everyone stop <laughs> everyone who's a superhero stop making movies and then we can figure it out from there that's i don't know that's not a bad idea honestly i think i don't know like i think you're right like i feel like yeah we've reached like a pinnacle of like what we can like tolerate i guess as a society um I think to swing it around to kind of like a something off topic but on topic I feel like media and like movies and all this stuff we're talking about, I feel like we're trending towards this very like maximalist, like kind of ideology where there's like, there's just too much. There's a lot, there's a lot of everything. And like, in terms of like also style, like, you know, like, um, I feel like Gen Z kind of brought this into like this deck or this year, like the maximalist trend where you're just like, I don't know. It's all about like, you know, vibrant colors, all this shit, like, um, minimalism is out, like, you, like, put on, like, whatever you can, you show off whatever you can, I feel like the other side of that is, like, the pendulum swinging back to minimalism in terms of, like, style, like, fashion, like, music, all this shit, I don't know, I feel like I could see it coming with movies, too, and like everything everywhere was like kind of the opus of like maximalists or maximalism i feel like we're gonna swing back to like slow ass like western soon or something like that i have no i don't know but i feel like we're gonna swing back to like fucking like samurai western movies or some shit like that like i don't know like the silent films just because there's just like too much there's too much right now it's gonna be like that's so fast swinging back wow so your theory is that like since we're having so like since we're having so much media and like movies and stuff like that and like a lot of these movies are so over the top you think we're gonna like revert back to like simpler times where like movies are gonna be simpler because we've been overwhelmed with the like the max amount of content that was being made yeah i feel like 
Ooh, that's that's so fascinating. I feel like I don't know. That's, that's just that's just. I feel like that's the cycle that happens. You know, like because minimalism. When was that in? That was in like, however, a decade ago, maybe. I don't know, but like. And then, like you know, we're here, like euphoria, like fucking. I'm like I'm like attributing like all these different types of media to like where we are now. I'm just like it's just like so much. It just build up and up and up, and like. Hmm. We were also, a, st- oh, sorry. Okay. I just want to say 2020, I feel like attributed to this too. We were starved of like society of anything. And it kind of like, you know, boosted us to like t- two years later where it's like, okay, we have access to anything now. It's like, we were locked down. Now we have everything. Um, Sorry, what were you going to say? That is very interesting. Cause I feel like that totally makes sense. We're like, we're going to go to the opposite way of how everything was going but have you considered that like maybe there's more than one pendulum where studios have their own pendulum where they want to be or have our own pendulum where we want to be so in comparison like marvel movies everything everywhere avatar 2 those big blockbuster films are where like the studios want their pendulum to be but we're over here enjoying like the glass or the glass onion the whale after sun where they're almost like and X two, I'd say X and Pearl, where they're like, they are kind of like pseudo movies, but they're not as content heavy as regards to like how Marvel and like Avatar and stuff like that. Do you think that kind of like correlates as to why those movies are being made and why we like them and why certain people like these movies that are being made and don't like these ones? Like, do you think there's a relation between that pendulum between like how studios feel about that, how feel how they feel about maximalism now, and then how? the crowd, the audience and, and cinephiles, if you will feel about like minimalist movies and movies that like don't need this huge budget or this huge story to get them enticed. Sorry. Can you name what was on this pendulum? Okay. <laughs> this one. So, <laughs> I forgot. So the, yeah. the big business the big, studio pendulums, okay. I'm saying like superhero movies. Cause that's the ones that like have big budgets, have uh, all the okay. things going on. Um, I'm putting everything everywhere there. I'm not saying it's the same movie. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. as regards to the content and the way the story is told, it's like a plethora of information and, and visuals and stuff like that. Avatar 2 where it's this huge studio budget. Fucking $2 billion. In fucking sane. $2 billion to make this movie. <laughs> to make this movie. And it's... it's uh, You haven't watched it yet, but it's also very much like overstimulation of things and, and a lot of things happening there. And then you have, you know, the, the small... Um, man-made pendulum you know blood sweat and tears pendulum where you have movies like the whale after sun that have simpler not only stories but budgets where they're able to tell stories in a simpler way compared to like fucking blue people to james cameron (laughs) movie over here (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 i don't fuck we we have not spoken about ai art at all like owl oh my god that's a different episode i think that was definitely like <laughs> gonna make this wait, wait, wait. make this episode like two hours long, <laughs> i know right because that's actually also um, fascinating as well i don't know this is just this is a i'm gonna bring up air just very briefly like i feel like i this is my wish and hope is that ai art is going to accelerate it's good it's going to empower a lot of people to generate um images of their own accord 
And because of that accessibility, I feel like I'm hoping more value will be placed in human-made, like actual, like, you know, effort, time and effort and human-made, like, artwork and creation because there will be so much of this, like, digitally generated, like, like art. I don't want to call it art. Whatever. Art. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like in the future there will be more value placed in like, you know, the this pendulum right here, the, the left pendulum with the man-made movies or whatever. Everything everywhere, like conceptually, it's about maximalism, but it was made by like, you know, by a very small studio or a very small group of people. So I'm gonna bring it back here in, the, in this pendulum. Um, and like, I don't know, I feel like people could will be less impressed as they are now with like big studio like movies, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're impressed all, like you're impressed, a lot of people are impressed. And there is some merit, there is merit to them. Like it's, they're valuable, they're like exciting, they're blockbusters. Um, but I don't know, I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe this is my wish and hope. I'm like, my wish and hope is that real art, original real art will be valued in the future and that AI tools will just be tools and not be like claimed as like something that you know is like stolen or whatever and they'll just become like tools like how we use photoshop and illustrator now you know or whatever interesting so like <clears throat> i guess like the ar is the big pendulum creativity is in the small pendulum ai like ai is like a, a an ingredient in like among like so many other things i'm only using ai as like uh i guess like a jumping off point to like explain how i feel uh of like about like media and like where i kind of see or wish and hope people will like place their value in certain things in certain like pieces of media um so yeah, that's I, AI art is not like the only thing I'm thinking about, but it is like an ingredient in like you know society yeah. right now, like because mm -hmm. it's it's accelerating at like an insane rate. People are using it for so many cool fucking things. It's like really exciting. I think it's really cool. I think I've used it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> like you feel like a god. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, there's. You know, there's some messy things with it right now that I hope will get sorted out. Yeah, I guess I'll try and not comment on it as well too. But I totally agree. We're like, I think I, I we're even seeing it now where <clears throat> anyone could use like an AI program or AI whatever whatever they use to make a work of art. But then like even that sometimes comes out with mistakes, comes out with things that people don't want like six fingers or was it six seven fingers always comes yeah, out with that the, stuff. they're always fucked up uh, like, no matter of. what yeah um and then we're gonna have like the human creativity that's gonna hopefully still stand the test of time if not me and Carmel are both out of jobs so my wish also too is hopefully <laughs> creativity and human made stuff is still gonna be valued um but i guess too the reason why i said pendulums was because like you're talking about how like maximalism right now is what we're living in and then we're going to swing back to minimalism mm. the reason why i said pendulums is because like do you feel that there's a balance because mm. we have the pendulum that has superhero movies and we have the pendulum that has 
um, studio movies, small studio movies and, and simple story movies that can convey a story very simply. Do you think like there is a balance between that? And if so, where do you think the pendulum will swing or where the pendulum will go after that? If, if it is balanced, I feel like next year, the, the big studios, I, you know what? I don't know what's coming out next year. I could be so wrong, but I'm like, I was, I was going to say like, I feel like the big studios are going to take like a backseat and then like, you know, indie original films are going to like, not indie films, more independent films are going to, um, you know, take the forefront and like dominate. But I could be wrong because I, I have no fucking idea what's coming out next year. There's gonna be like three Star Wars movies coming out next year, and I have no idea or something. <laughs> like what? I know. Like wait, hold on. Never mind. Six Star Wars movies, six Marvel movies, <laughs> a one A24. Like we don't even know what, what the pipeline is like. We can yeah, tell you I don't know. So. I, I yeah, but like like you said, like this year, all these like different studios had such a great like output. It was crazy, and I feel like they're just like gearing up for like a mega year next year i don't know i feel it something's something's coming i don't know oh man yeah i oh wow yeah next year is going to be fascinating because especially the output that happened this year i wonder what's going to happen um next year uh before we talk about the future or anything like that we gotta go over our top list of movies this year we are a movie podcast and we will talk about movies whether you like it or not Woo! so we comprised our little list of top movies i don't have mine ranked i don't know if you have yours ranked um mildly mine are just mildly ranked mildly yeah. i kind of had just list them off because i was kind of like up in the air about yeah, things. yeah. um that's fine but carmela give give your first movie that you want to mention and we could talk about it see if we're matching and you know all that stuff first movie i want to mention um let's let's go with uh let's go with barbarian because <laughs> it's top of mind right now uh because i was rewatching. mine was it. also that was also on my list as well wow. but go on yes uh barbarian wow i i don't think i had i had a lot of fun with this one i think one of the most fun experiences i feel like i had this year in in a theater it was just like i don't know i can't even explain how wonderful the pacing was and the comedic timing was for this like it was just such a good fucking time i think the audience reactions added to it to like uh that collective experience i think this was just a really f great fun experience um with a horror film i've had i haven't had in a, in a little bit maybe since malignant um r.i.p that first experience but <laughs> uh but other than that yeah the story itself like i i think it was just so fucking wild and crazy like i i applaud its unpredictability it's again it's pacing i think there is a there is a fucking there's an art to revealing information and this movie was just like the whoever wrote this movie was like a genius because they were like all right we're gonna we're only gonna give you this much information and you're gonna get fucking scared, but then you're gonna rest at, in the middle with Justin Long, but you're also gonna fucking hate him. <laughs> and, and then you're gonna get fucking scared again. And then and then you have another mid-act thing with the reveal of like the killer. I don't know. It was it was amazing. Um, but yeah, that's that's enough of my opinion. What did how did you feel about this movie? Um, 
wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. <laughs> um, but also, I just want to point out. I think I I don't. You could tell me if I'm wrong and speaking your part. But I think the big thing about this movie for me was that it was actually quite satisfying to be excited for a movie through the trailers oh, yeah. and then watch the movie and be like yeah that's exactly what i wanted from this film this is exactly what i wanted to feel it was just so satisfying good like, trailers are underrated. seeing how crazy yeah yeah the trailers were underrated the trailers are perfect I, and it enticed us enough to be like oh yeah we're we're definitely watching that one and then watching it and be like yo the trailers are perfect and the trailers like really like helped hype it up in a in a reasonable manner for us to be like this movie was dope and definitely one of the best of the years um and yeah, i just agree with you pacing comedy um what's his name again jason long justin, justin long justin long <laughs> sorry justin jason. long yeah wonderful pacing justin long horror suspense mystery everything in there was fun and fantastic and it was inc- incredibly enjoyable and just a roller coaster to watch so i totally agree with you on that one um and i'll i'll say my next one unless yeah. you have something no, else to say yeah about i was gonna say okay all right what's your next one um i'm just gonna get it out of the way because i know it's on both of our lists um everything everywhere Ooh, wow. Ooh, who would have known who would have known um yeah obviously i think a lot of people have this movie on their list um and it's it's almost touching to the point where like the film bro twitter kind of like is hating on it or people that like (laughs) don't like hype kind of are hating on it right now so it's like kind of in that zone but i still love it um i still think about it constantly i still support everything the cast does what the daniels may do next or what they've been making that isn't movies um it still have been on my it's it's been on my mind ever since i've like watched it six times um and i'm too scared to watch it at home because i want to like keep the movie theater experience in my head yeah like i have it on blu-ray and everything but i don't want to watch it at home because the theater experiences were too good like it was too perfect um but yeah damn near like one of the best movies that came out in the the past 10 years for me Mm -hmm. 100 percent um story visuals actors performances the fucking emotionalness to it that was that like i haven't yeah i haven't cried in that in a movie that much at all ever in my life except for this movie um and for me to keep watching it again and again and have the same reaction same tears um yeah it just speaks volumes and i i obviously love that movie and whoo that one's gonna stand the test of time for sure no matter what anyone else says everything everywhere is definitely gonna be on my list of all times even um but yeah how did you feel same same (laughs) I think I feel like <laughs> that's it just, next one just same uh, yeah I don't know I think this movie was like uh, I feel like it was life-changing for a lot of people I don't know I feel like this is one of those movies where you like I, I feel like if I saw this when I if I was younger maybe like like in my like preteen years it'd be like it would like change my life like somehow like i i don't know i don't know what it would do but it would change my life like in a way where i'm like i would i be a director i don't know i'd be like holy fuck i want to make movies like this anyways i think this movie is very inspiring um i think it changed the game for sure like moving forward for film in general i think it diff like diff changed what like sci-fi movies mean to be honest it's like 
genre bending it's it was it's insane like it's crazy it touched like every genre um yeah i think this movie will have like legendary status in the future to be honest um and it yeah and then i think yeah sorry go on to your point too like the inspiration that fueled that fueled that for me were like i even you too like you i think the first time we came out of the movie you're like oh we should write a movie we should check that movie <laughs> you're so like gung-ho Dude, like yeah. trying to make a movie and i was like, oh shit yeah i'm down and even to this day like thinking about it like i i still have that idea of like maybe i could like maybe i should just try it maybe i should just like write something or something that's still in my head and i think that's because of that movie where i thought like i had that shit well i still kind of do think i have that chance but where i had that notion of like maybe i should try um but yeah what's uh what's next on your list unless you have anything else to say uh let's move on let's move on (laughs) we're gonna spend too much time on it um next on my list is bodies 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 (laughs) really (laughs) whoa actually wow i'm actually surprised about that one because that's not on my list no i didn't think it'd be on your list either no way that's so fascinating oh my god i thought it was so oh my yeah tell me tell me tell me why that's so interesting okay i think I, I thought this movie was so fucking hilarious, first of all. I I thought it was so fucking funny, and Rachel Sennett, like, did an amazing job. Um, I, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun. I remember the... I think the theater experience was incredible. Like, we saw it at the... What's it called? AMC in West Hollywood, right? um i forgot what the fuck the mall was yeah, called the grove the grove the grove the grove. Sat at the grove and i don't know i think the theater experience really added to like that viewing for me too um the collective like audience experience yeah i i didn't i thought it was clever i thought it was hilarious i thought it was like a, a, a the first time i thought a satire was funny i think so i guess that was life-changing for me i was like do I like satire now? Holy shit. Um, yeah, and it was like the first time I think, you know, like it's hard to make fun of like social media and make it funny, genuinely funny. And I think this movie did it. So I appreciate that a lot. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know it didn't hit with a lot of other people, but this one definitely did it for me. So, yes. Fascinating. I did not see that coming, actually. I did not think you'd say that. I think uh, definitely it's might be my honorable mentions if I like if I had to like actually hunker down a list. I definitely think it'd be somewhere there, um, but I'm surprised that it's like one of your tops where you like mention it right away. Shocked. I mean, let me take out the whole notebook here. Let's take see. out the whole notebook. Um, yeah, surprise me, shock me, shock me. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Shock you. Okay. <clears throat> I watched this movie recently. Um, definitely in my top list, but. I'm gonna say right here, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, <laughs> definitely on my top, on my top, hundred percent. Okay. So damn good. I think you should watch it. I think everyone should watch it. Don't know about if we do an episode, but damn, like I think um, this film was really, really good. Okay. And like, it's one of those movies where it's a, one of those kids movies, I should say, where you're like, this is made for kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, I, are you sure like kids could like? yeah like do would they understand like that meaning or would they even like think this is entertaining at all or like um it's also kind of violent for being an animated film where it's like Hmm. damn that's kind of graphic in a way 
um but yeah like i i had to do it because it's it was this is definitely gonna be a sleeper because it's mm-hmm. like an animated film about like an an old franchise we yeah. all used to know and love shrek um and yeah just for, for the fact that like this kids film made it on my list i had to say it and i know that like <laughs> a lot of people may not agree or may not even see it but damn that movie was really good that was yeah. uh okay surprising to me especially is it is it kind of like how paddington is an amazing fucking movie but it's like a kid's movie but it's like wait is this about immigration you're like hold on <laughs> i no it's not like that in that way i think it's it pushes more into the adultism i guess mm, i think paddington okay. like offhandly became something that was symbolic right yeah, yeah. i think like they were making this movie had some underlying toes they might have noticed may have not noticed and just like it kind of worked out but this one it's like they kind of planned it out in a way that like yeah we're gonna have this movie that has a lot of adult themes with it but kids can also enjoy it and then adults could also get something out of it as well Um, i think i think it's more relatable to like um the spider-verse movie the first one Uh, i think it's in tuned as regards to like how you think of that movie yeah yeah how you kind of go into it okay um, love it yeah. I love that definitely a must watch in IMO what's IMO. what's next on your list next is uh, the Batman I I love the Batman I, whoa I love- another shocker <laughs> whoa the bat wow I loved that is so uh, sorry go ahead no I'm yeah just no so, no like, it's cool it's so cool. interested yeah <laughs> I I gotta give it to this film's art direction I think that's why I love it so much I love thinking about it too like just the everything about it the like mood the score the visuals the acting the dialogue like everything it's like literally what you dream or like i don't know i loved seeing batman in the rain being moody as hell and i love that they played into it in a beautiful way and it wasn't like you know it it didn't feel like insanely masculine it didn't feel like slow-mo Zack Snyder fucking gratuitous shit like that it was like plainly simply like emo (laughs) like that's all we wanted like emo Batman in like gothic Gotham like I don't know I I just really like the art direction a lot um and I and that's why I enjoy actually enjoy rewatching this I think I've rewatched it like twice now huh that's so interesting. I would not have seen that in your top. Um, but, like, unsurprisingly enough, that's a lot of people's, like, top as well. People, like, live and die for that movie. Like, I see on Twitter. <laughs> I see on, like, you know, they have those, like, like oh, Golden Globes list nominees. And, like, if Batman's not in it, God forbid, people are like, oh, my, oh my God. They're going to snub Batman like that. Batman, Robert Pattinson, blah, 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 blah. Like, people ride for this movie. And I think it's because it's, like one of the best batman depictions ever that have been ever created apart from christopher nolan depending how you feel about that um but i think also too like we said earlier it was almost a palate cleanser right it was we had these like weird yeah yeah right we had these weird like um ben affleck batman movies that were so deep in the superhero uh identity they had so much corny stuff going on there and so much like bad writing choices that like seeing this one where it's like this gothic dark batman that stayed true to his character he's a detective true like finally and the, yeah it was like a whodunit essentially and, and trying to figure out who's actually who um 
and it was like i feel like it was a plot cleanser for the people especially batman fans who have been waiting for a good depiction of him um where i think that's why like some people ride for this film especially batman fans um but yeah so one uh next one on my list i know you don't have because i don't think you watched it <laughs> is top gun maverick wow that movie Whoa. is fantastic yeah it's not great um yeah no you're not shocked though okay. never mind man. <laughs> <laughs> but i think uh the general population loved this movie um like even the big directors everyone that like um the big awards i think too love it a lot it was just a fantastic film it was like the perfect action film in my opinion i think um wow this movie is like really really good as regards to writing storytelling suspense action emotion as well um and the fact that like tom cruise like almost funded his movie this movie himself by like supplying the jets or something like that he did something crazy where he paid a lot of money (laughs) to get the jets or to get like some something that was insane because all of it is practical like it's not like digital Mm -hmm. it's all actual jet motions um and I also just respect that as well, having this like big, rich Scientologist <laughs> come into the movie and 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 actually put hit where the money where his yeah. mouth is and creating this sequel as good as it could be. And I like really respect that, even though he's you know a rich Scientologist person. Um, but yeah, I I definitely think this movie okay, I honestly kind of came out of nowhere. Top Gun was good, was fine, the regular one, and this sequel was like, oh, whoa! Like it like That's... pulled all the stops, it made all the right choices, and I'm like, wow, I think this is a fantastic film. It did come out of nowhere. I feel like it was all of a sudden like, oh my god, this movie is amazing, and I'm like, what? Like I'm so confused. I yeah, I still have to yeah, watch it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, like there was maybe a trailer we saw that announced it. And that was it. The movie came out, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" the The waves started crashing. Yeah. Everyone started talking about it, and the hype started to rise as people started to watch it. But yeah, what's your what's your next film there, Carmen? <clears throat> All right, next up we have Triangle of Sadness. What a movie! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think this is my honorable mentions. But go ahead, honorable mention. I I don't know. Okay, this is I think another case of like wow. Do I like satire? Me and my long, lifelong <laughs> battle with satire, I feel like I... Your arch enemy satire yeah, I know. is winning The you same over. director to um, Ruben Ostland or something. Um, yeah, because I freaking didn't... I didn't like The Square, but I really like this movie for some reason. Um, I think I really appreciate the level of craft that went into this film's like three acts and like i just appreciate like the pacing and like i don't know the also just the variety and levels of like commentary of like classism and like you know um what's it called power dynamics in society um in terms of like uh what's it called employment mostly i think and i thought it was a really funny interesting film that like basically dissected those all of those things uh i think it ended so perfectly it was crazy um like a crazy perfect ending it the ending itself like boosted my score for this movie to be honest it was insane um yeah i don't know i think there was just so much thought and like 
I don't know. Like, this movie was, I thought it was just really smart. I thought it was smartly written, and I really appreciate that level of craft. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, it was, satire is on point, comedy was on point, pacing was on point. Um, Except for the end for me, kind of. I think we talked about it, but pacing for me at the end (laughs) is kind of iffy. But the whole story and um, the whole the whole time watching it and being enticed was something that's rare, especially with movies that have a lot of satire, a lot of things going on. But this one, I was like kind of invested in and really want to see what happened next, especially because of like what we kind of know what's going to happen and want to know how it like happens and stuff like that. It was just so fascinating to see this movie and then like go through the motions and, and see everything that like kind of went through it. Um, which is why it's in the Marvel mentions because it, it is really a fantastic film. Um, I'll say another one that's not on my prime or not on your primary list. Um, Banshees of Inishirin. I don't know if I pronounced that right. It's okay. Um, but I love that director. He made in Bruges with the same people, Colin Farrell, and then the other guy, which I also <laughs> love. The other classic guy. film. I know. The Brandon other guy, Gle- I forgot his Brandon name. Brandon Gleason, I think. Oh, it's Brandon Gleason. Okay, sorry, Brandon Gleason. Brandon Gleason, Colin Farrell. Um, I love seeing these two on screen, especially Brandon, after in Bruges. So seeing this one, Brendan, seeing this one was definitely a, a fun ride as well, especially, I guess, the subject matter, the setting, um, and also just the story is so fascinating. Like, it's it's about this, like, about two friends, and one friend doesn't like the other friend, essentially. we It's said in the trailer, so it's not spoilers, but, um, <laughs> yeah, just watching it, seeing how this one unfolded, seeing the comedy that, like, stuck out, seeing um, Barry Cogan kill it as his character um it was just fun see like watching it and then also getting engulfed in that culture too they had like some things that were part of that region I, i'm not gonna say region because i don't remember what it was um and then just hearing their how they talk their accents and everything like that it was interesting just to like dive deep into that one but yeah carmela what's okay. uh your next one my next one is pearl is what i didn't hear you oh pearl <laughs> Oh, Pearl. Okay, okay. Let me, hold on, let me check my I list. I was like, oh, are you... My list? Do you not like... Did you not like Pearl? <laughs> yeah, I had no reaction. I was like... Yeah, you were just, just like... like <laughs> <laughs> sitting there. Um, but Pearl, yes, Pearl. Pearl's also on my list. Yes, but go on. Pearl was one of my favorite... Is probably one of my favorite character studies, to be honest, as a film. Um, I don't know. I thought... I mean, Mia Goth is all I have to say <laughs> about this movie. Like, Mia Goth, like, I don't know. Like, she she was a star. She was the star. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she did an incredible job of embodying this character. I think this movie will probably change the trajectory of her career, to be honest. Like, it really showed, like, the world, like her acting chops and like i don't know her value as like an actress and as a star and this the film itself like i think i i really liked how i don't know just how tragic it was to be honest just how tragic uh her life was for her and kind of us understanding where she got from this movie this film to you know x and i think while X was a really entertaining film, I think Pearl, like, I don't, I just, I think I just prefer character studies, but I think Pearl also, 
pearl overshadows X for me a little bit. Um, also wild. It's crazy that these two films came out the same year, like one after the other. That's pretty wild. So that's very cool. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I loved Pearl. I think I, this is definitely something I could watch, like rewatch over and over again, not get bored of. Um, but yes, why is it on your list, Josh? Uh, quick question. Was X on your list at all? No. Okay. Okay. So I'll talk about both okay. of them. So Pearl was on my list and also X, um, cause I loved both of them. Um, Mia Goth is a star, of course. <laughs> um, I'll try to make it quick, but, um, Pearl... Pearl kind of had like this weird effect where like at out of the movie I was kind of unsatisfied, but then like meriting on it I was like okay I get it now, um, where like I kind of like see Pearl in a higher regard than X two, where it's it's more in depth it's more complicated than X, um, which I hate to say because X is a slasher film I love slasher films but <laughs> oh, Pearl yeah. was this very in depth like um, very in depth freaking. Sorry, freaking very in-depth study about Mia Goth, this story, this character, um, and it was just so enticing to see her in that way. Even though it's not really on the horror side, it's more or less just on like a uh, character study side in which that like things happen, but they're not necessarily scary. Um, and then I'll kind of talk about X too, just get two birds of one stone. Yeah. Um, I liked X because it was introduction to um the Thai West cinematic universe <laughs> and then w- and just watching it the first time and and having the feeling and I guess nostalgia in a way where it felt like a classic slasher film where I could have like closed my eyes and and then opened them and think it's it might be like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street the way that it was set up and the way that it was like um made especially like Evil Dead 2 is a lot of like something I saw in this movie as well um and the fact that it's just like this, like we were saying earlier with the pendulums, like this is a minimal film. It's yeah. a classic slasher film. It's a the classic like story slowly builds up and then it climaxes at the end and then has this giant thing that's happening. Um, like I thought, like I love that. And I love that format. I love how it felt. I love seeing the cinematography being fun with that as well. Um, but yeah, I loved X as well. I love both of those films. Can't wait for Maxine. Um, but yeah, what's next on your list there, Carmela? Okay. Wait, no. Is it your turn or my turn? Your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> I, it was my turn, but I did X. So oh, okay, two, okay, I did okay. two at one time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say decision to leave. Mmm. Damn, that's fascinating. That's actually. No, I can see that. I can see that. You can see that. Can see yeah, that. you know. You it's can. not. It's not. It's not on my list, but I know <laughs> it's on your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know. Okay. Um, decision to leave. Like I, I, I mean, overall, I'm just a fan of Park Chan Wook, um, and I think this film was. Uh, I guess I just really like sad fucking movies. So yeah, this is a sad love story. I did not expect this from this director who usually depicts a lot of like revenge and like violence. Um, this movie was about like, like kind of this very aggressive longing and really like twisted like love kind of. And I, I really liked it. I really loved, 
I like the mind games. I liked, you know, I like the murder. I like all of those things. I think it just had all of the elements that I, I enjoy. And in the end, it became something I loved. And I was like, oh, what? It's a love story. Oh my God. Um, and it's tragic. What? Uh, so yeah, I think that's why it like appealed to me in all of those different ways. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's really it. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I definitely saw that one in your top. Um, I like the film as well. Not as much as to put in my top, but yeah, I have to agree. Fantastic film, fantastic storytelling, and uh, the symbolism and connection as well. Really, really good. Um, but the next on my list is uh, kind of a smaller film. I'm not sure if a lot of people have heard it, but it's um, On the Count of Three. Mm. It's directed by Jared Carmichael, who's like homies with Tyler, the creator, uh, which is funny because I saw Tyler at the screening as well. But That's cool. Um, on the Count of Three uh, only made 62000 in the box office, but I really want, I really would wish people to watch this film because it's just so good. And especially for being Jared Carmichael's first film, I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, and the reason why I say this, it's primarily the way that the subject matter is portrayed along with the story. I think it raises questions uh, about a subject. Um, oh, okay, it's about suicide. Mm -hmm. Just to, just to let you know, it's about suicide and and Excuse the way that this movie handled it and was also able to raise questions that I personally like question about myself and about like people that go through dark times like this. It really brings up these fantastic um, questions and ideas and and feelings that were brought up, especially about this subject matter um and i thought it was just told perfectly especially with the heavy with the heavy subject matter and especially trying to navigate it in a way that isn't just a big downer it is a fucking big downer but like it was able to like you know also have fun like not fun but also to line it up sometimes have moments in which you feel emotional not just sad but maybe happy or excited or, or of course sad but i think while this movie is very heavy and very very sad and 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 very very like um just very sad and, and very like emotional i think i really really love this film because of the way it handled itself i think it's like one of it's a perfect movie in which he was able to explain his side of the story explain this this story in a way that like creates questions and, and made me feel questioning about certain aspects of that subject matter which i like really really respect and hold dear to me because not a lot of movies like could make me question certain things about like life or even this this heavy subject matter eh, this heavy subject matter that is suicide and, and self-harm and stuff like that so just for that and just because it is a good film it's on my top and it's um yeah it's really good i hope people more people watch it because it, it, i think it kind of went under the radar that's really cool yeah i i, I think i'll give it a watch because it is really hard to kind of like cover that subject matter and also connect with it or be able to connect with it as well okay so my next one is after sun <laughs> i knew i knew that be um <laughs> i i'm excited to talk about this with you eventually in a future episode so i'll keep this short but i this movie made me think about <laughs> how like it made me think about the way we remember things and how the way we remember things with our own memories and by recording things is completely different 
and we have two, these two different perspectives and they i don't know they're totally different from one another but it's not necessarily a lie you also don't know what's true and what's real anymore you're like is the recording real or are my memories real are they both real and you you need to piece these two things together and you're like what the hell was my dad going through and you know you're like oh my god was he traumatized i'm traumatized too anyways and you become an adult and you're trying to figure this shit out anyways i love that the whole movie was essentially a memory is different memories like accounts and you have no idea what was real really anymore and so you're like wait hold on like and you're trying to piece everything together too and uh, by the end you're kind of left very like empty kind of like the daughter she's just kind of like watching this shit and she's just like what happened and you're like what happened anyways um i love that i love that this film made you think about that shit because i'm like what movie can make me think about that shit like no other movie did like you can't make me feel that way unless it was this film but so yeah that's why i liked it yeah i didn't like it as much as you did i definitely want to watch it again because i feel like um my judgment was clouded i could i should say (laughs) wink 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 Wink. um but i definitely want to see it again and i also do hopefully we do episode because i really want to know how you felt about it and i knew when i like talked to you about it i I think carmel's like a lot more a lot more than me and sophia did so i want to see like how you reacted how you much you like it more and how much it affected you um but i definitely want to watch it again first but with that next movie I don't know if this is on your list. It might be, but I want to talk about The Whale. It is on my list. Um, okay, okay. Two birds with one stone. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, fantastic film, fantastic performance by Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Um, love to see him back. The Q&A even loved, made me love him more. Dude, that we went to, yeah. we went to a Q&A. It made, him, made me love him even more. And just the... I'll just say this and keep going, but The Whale is like textbook masterclass of how to make a good film in my opinion (laughs) and yeah that's that's true yeah that's how i felt about it that's how like at the end i was just like woo applaud like i was no notes so in awe about it yeah like you you do you darren aronofsky you got this you don't need my opinion you don't need anyone else's opinion you're doing fantastic but yeah how did you feel about it um yeah i i loved it it was I it, it's fucking hard to watch. I don't know if I could rewatch it to be completely honest. I need like a couple years maybe. Uh it was <laughs> it was like oh, like heart-achingly like beautiful and so difficult to see and witness, but yeah, I I can't believe a movie like this could make you feel that depth of emotion and like it, in some aspects it felt like a religious experience to be honest like like especially the end you're like oh shit like symbolism oh, man the ending <laughs> Oof. um the ending was so good yeah oh, it, it it very it felt like 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 you i don't know i can't i also have no words right now for it um yeah like you said it was it was basically perfect like it was i we literally had no nose for that movie <clears throat> to cap it off i have nope nope was i don't know i this movie i keep thinking about this movie i love this movie so much um god i think it's perfect like i think this movie is perfect i think it's 
an amazing horror film that redefines the genre. I think I I never thought I could be scared in so many different ways. Like I I didn't realize I'd be terrified of like monkey sounds like i'm scared of the way monkey i'm afraid of the way monkeys look i don't know if you knew this i'm kind of i'm kind of just afraid of monkeys dude i'm just kind of scared of monkeys but now i'm like fucking terrified of them um anyways i think this film is a testament to just jordan peele's genius and artistry and i have no idea what he's going to make next but i know it's going to be amazing and i love that this film is a love letter to cinema and that's all that's all i have to say about it (laughs) um yeah nope was also on my list um yeah like it it redefined you know the alien genre too it would redefine like a creature feature um and also too this is one of those movies that when it sits for a while it's not even a while but when it sits people start to notice things when they rewatch it people start to point out things and i've seen so many cool things that people discovered that make me like the movie more when people point it out i'm like oh my god like that's so sick and actually so smart and actually like really really you know it, it exhibits jordan peele's mastery and, and intelligence and smartness um like how the one thing i want to just want to mention real quick how jean jacket if you look at a certain angle he's a giant eyeball the way oh, he's yeah. like oh, oh shit. Way he's, I didn't like even, if you look yeah. at it it's a giant eyeball looking at yeah. the main character and oh man like uh, there's like there are layers that i know i miss with that film that i love seeing being peeled as this this peeled. Is, like being seen but <laughs> i got him peeled but it's um but it's fun just seeing how like people are seeing it and how they're pointing something out um and for the last one from for our little roundup top 10 top 11 we might have said more than that <laughs> this one may be in your list too but the menu also the same feeling as barbarian but a little i think barbarian had a little more satisfaction because just because this one i saw the trailer like five thousand times <laughs> for the trailer yeah. barbarian i'd see it rarely and be like oh yeah that one but this one i saw every every movie i saw had the trailer but for me the menu fantastically fun suspenseful um i love 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 the the parody and satire of the food culture food environment food media um i love that it didn't take itself so seriously where it is able to have fun with itself and i just love that in in scary movies horror movies suspenseful movies and this is like this was like one of those like times where i'm like yes that's so tight that's so cool i'm glad they did that i'm glad they like didn't take themselves so seriously and did that but yeah that's uh, the menu is incredibly fun and, and a fantastic film and, and that's why it makes my list so how about you Carmela? how did you feel about the menu and why is it on your list <laughs> yeah i i didn't expect to like this movie that as much as i do and i yeah it, it was like i honestly was like afraid like genuinely afraid in a lot of parts and i was like is this a, this is not supposed to be a horror film but i was genuinely afraid and like i love like movies that play with like dynamics um and i love how the switch up happens and you know let commentary on like the food culture and like classism in general and like i love how it yeah it didn't take itself that seriously i love um what the hell is his name what is voldemort's name (laughs) 
what is his real name oh my oh my god, god. <laughs> completely blanked oh my out goodness, hold on. anyways he was he was so good i forgot how great of an actor he was ralph fines ralph fines he is ralph Fiennes. he was yeah, yeah, so yeah. good um yeah i i hadn't seen seen him in a in a bit so it was it was amazing to see him act like a villain again i guess um i also want to mention just i want to give it up to hong chow this year because oh my god she she was amazing oh yeah hong chow freaking um, the, the whale the menu, the menu. she's gonna be in another movie that we saw I, for a trip yeah recently. i yeah she's amazing and i hope to see her in more things she she put in the work this year or last year whenever she filmed these movies um so yeah just want to mention her and yeah that has been our list on our top movies this year um I, we also want to talk about like things about 2023 but we didn't have enough time um not to mention too we mentioned movies that we've done episodes on so to be on the lookout for that we might do episodes on certain ones we've, we've mentioned and not have done episodes on um and hopefully next year will be even greater than this year woo. uh just woo! <laughs> um just want to thank y'all for sticking with us in 2022 um i know sometimes the recordings did get spotty as regards to like release dates and stuff like that um hopefully we're not busy next year hopefully no life changes hopefully, you know life i, I hope there's no, li- no life changes <laughs> no curveballs you know what i'm saying <laughs> nothing that will drastically change us but Hopefully, we'll get back into the rhythm of releasing episodes again more frequently. Um, and even then, too, thank you for the people that still listen to the episodes that we s- scarcely put out the menu, the things before this. Um, and yeah, we're just thankful for another year here at Watchwood Sound Incorporated um, <laughs> Overlord's business. Um, and we appreciate all the fans, all the people who have been listening, and the people that have been following us. We appreciate you. We thank you all. And we're going to see you next year in the year of our Lord, 2023. (laughs) But with that, (laughs) this has been the last episode of 2022. Thank you all for listening, everybody. My name is Josh Sandicho, and you can follow me on Instagram at The Space Wolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at Kat Malau. And you can follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, especially things like Twitter and Instagram, liking, commenting, resharing, those help us a lot as well, especially with the algorithm. And for the people that do that already, we see you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Especially in the year of our Lord, 2022, we thank you for everyone that has liked, comment, put any sort of energy towards us. We thank you and we appreciate it. Um, we also have a program on, on Anchor called Listener Supporters. So you subscribe at any dollar amount, only if you're able to, you know, money, money, money. <laughs> um, but with that, <laughs> with that, thank you all for listening, everybody. And thank you all for a fantastic 2022. And we'll see you in the next year. Keep on watching. Five. Four, three, three two, two, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>